Hey team, welcome back to our podcast of many things. On this week's episode, we discuss where we would like to live out a life of servitude. Uh, we got TV, movie, game, and manga news this week. Lots of great content, and we review Modoc, Bad Batch, and Project Hail Mary. My name's Matt. And I'm Jordan. And Joe's here. We swear. Hey guys, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Doing pretty good here, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, did yeah. it, Jordan. We talked over we each other it. again. <laughs> we did it. Uh, uh, one thing, by the way, it's actually uh, manga, not not manga. But but that's okay. Um, okay. Well, thank just, you for the correction. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good week. It's a good week yeah? so far. Yeah, yeah, I've been watching awesome. How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. and yeah, I've been playing a game that I'm going to review in the future for all of you. So yeah, excellent. I'm looking forward to that review. Yeah, it's yeah, called New Replicant. I'll tell you about. I'll tell you all about it when I'm done with it. For sure. Joe, how's your week? Well, it's been pretty good. You yeah, know, up to the usual Joe stuff, and uh, got to play some D and D last night with you. So that was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was that was good. So we progressed through the. Lost Minds of Fandelver. Mm-hmm. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it's, it's going pretty well. Um, yeah, that was fun. My my week's been going pretty good because of that. Um, also been playing a lot of uh, Mass Effect and some other games like Doom. Pick through running through Doom Eternal a little bit. Yeah, I haven't gotten to Mass Effect yet. I I, I yeah. did Character Creator, and then I was like, okay, when I'm done with Near Replicant, I will play Mass Effect because I'm borrowing Near Replicant. So. Sure. Yeah. yeah, man, I was gonna go through the character creator, but I was like, nah, male ship, average male ship. I just, I n- have never played through, just not cr- creating like it, a new thing. So I'm like, man, yeah. you, you know what? You want to know something really funny? Hmm. Um, I'm probably gonna go with default ship with like maybe a different hairstyle. And yeah. the reason why is once I was done making it, I did play like the first bit of mission, but he looks so uncanny valley because it's all upgraded and I rest now. <laughs> Oh, uh, that he looks really, really, really creepy, and so I was just like, mm, "Okay, no, I'm good. I'm gonna just because I'm gonna restart and probably do okay. the default." Well, Shepard. Well, well, don't expect that default to be less creepy, because um, uh, his yeah, eyes they, are like Gowron's. Uh huh. Yeah, they always are. I'm like every I'm playing through, and my wife's sitting next to me, and she's never seen this game, right? And she's mm-hmm. watching this game. She's like, God, like the mouths and like the eyes are super fucking creepy. And I was like, yeah, like it's just it, it's 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 pretty bad. They upgraded the resolution of every of all the sprites and everything. But it seems like, you know, the uh, you know, all the crappy eye and mouth graphics. They kind of left that. And my wife goes now, having never seen this game, have her never seen memes about this game or anything. She goes, my brand <laughs> and I just hit the ground laughing. I was like, they made a video. Yeah, it was great for the time. It, that particular bit yeah. has not aged well, but a little bit we'll, of dated we'll on that one. Yeah, we'll talk more about that in the future. Yeah, once I once I I'm I'm gonna try to do a quick review on each of them um, as I finish them. Um, sure. So you know, and I'll look, talk about them because I remember them all. 
So yeah, cool. absolutely. And ho hopefully, I mean, honestly, you have more time to play games than I do. So hopefully you'll have caught up by that time. So we will kind of, you know, what are you saying? Kind of... You saying I'm a deadbeat? What no. are you saying, Matt? I'm just saying <laughs> I have children that watch me play uh, Mass Effect today for 15 minutes and go, Daddy, I want to play my game. And I'm like, Daddy, Daddy's playing his game. No, Daddy, I want to play my game. <sighs> okay, here you go. Here's Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Let's go, That's go fair. do dishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I mean, other than other than all of that, it sounds like a good week. Hmm. Yeah, so. absolutely. And the kid got to play Minecraft, and I got to watch him for a while, and that was fun. He has he so much fun playing dishes, that game. So that's yeah. good. Well, yeah. Yeah. Also, the dishes got done, so my <laughs> wife's happy. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. All in all, pretty good week. Um. But yeah, uh, we had a uh, question that um, I had thought of this week. I think you thought of it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because... Um, Credit goes to, to Matt. Mm -hmm. um, and my brain, my stupid brain, comes up with a thought every once in a while. Um, I am watching Star uh, Trek DS9 right now. I'm, going, I'm on season six, um, I think episode four, currently. Um, or, no, I'm, I'm well into season six, because the, uh, they got DS9 back, which... right. They yeah, which, which is the first, like, four Have episodes. they done the wedding yet? Uh, yes, they did the wedding. Then you're over halfway through. Yeah, so I'm over halfway through, which is... Wedding was fun. Um, but, you know, I just got to thinking while we're th doing this, like, if you could pick any ship in this universe, in the Star Trek universe, to serve on, you know, be it Starfleet or, you know, other, which would it be? Can I, can I ask a, qualifying, uh, a qualifier question? Absolutely. As myself? Yes. Okay, just making sure. Yes. You, Jordan, human being. As I am um, right now, with all my knowledge right now, or would I, like, know what I'm doing? You would theoretically know what you're doing. Like, okay. you were trained enough to be in the position to <laughs> Or do I just have the knowledge of the show? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's your Starfleet Academy there. <laughs> That's my Starfleet Academy right there. <laughs> I, 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 he is a beacon of Starfleet history. That's yeah. what he is. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have basic Starfleet training, but I'm basically me otherwise. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Noted. Yeah, you, you are qualified to serve under whatever ship you pick, but you are basically Jordan. You are basically Joe. Yeah. Where and are you are basically Matt. And I is basically Matt. All right. Um, Matt, you go first. It's your question. Okay, so... The ship that got me thinking about this was um, the Defiant. Okay. Because they're just walking through the corridors. And they leave, um, in one episode, they leave the, like a, a bunk in the Defiant, and they're walking through the corridors to go through the bridge. And like they're pa they pass a couple of ensigns that are going through back to engineering to try to you know help O'Brien. And it's like, this ship's not big. New. But it's big enough to like have little corridors and access ways, and it's got its own Jeffrey tubes and shit, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a good fucking ship, and like it's just solid. It's a good looking ship inside and out, and like I would just I would be pleased as punch to be one of like the few crewmen on that ship. Sure. Only downside, no holodeck. True. <laughs> it's not a uh, it's not a pleasure ship. Hmm. Mm. Kind but of I think that's there. my answer. I'd like okay. to pick a different ship. I'd like to go with something Klingon or something else. But a, a, additional question: Since you picked a Starfleet ship, what uh, what career track would you be in? Would you be going for command, ops, sciences, engineering? Uh, you, you know, think? command would be great. But like, honestly, um, I would be all right with uh, like just an ops position where I got to uh, 
um, be helm. This one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or tactical. Yeah, that's fine. Fire the weapons. Cool. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Joe? Hmm. I feel like I'd like to be on one of the bigger ships. You know, with a holodeck and like quarters. Right. Joe so. wants to have that holodeck fucking bigger, bigger <laughs> ship with holodecks and quarters. That's 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 you. Yeah. Okay, so you've got a wide range of ships I mean, to pick from, my friend. As far as you know, that. like a a look of ship, I I do like the uh, Defiant class <laughs> ships, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'd like to be on one. It's a wartime ship. It's yeah. it's very much a combat vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably do. I'd probably do the Enterprise, the the D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a that, all right. That's a solid choice. Solid, solid ship. choice. It's yeah. big enough. Kind of feels like a cruise ship almost, mm-hmm. you know. But like, you know, you got shit to do. There's there's fucking arboretums. There's science labs. Mm-hmm. So, so Enterprise D. I'm sorry, I missed the 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 letter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. Okay, uh, what uh again uh like what Jordan said uh, what career path would you go? Um, or what position on the ship is actually probably sure. a better uh, ideally would you want okay uh not the guy who cleans the holodeck biofilters that's for damn sure <laughs> <laughs> no that poor guy <laughs> mostly used for that uh i don't know probably some engineering position would be fun yeah <clears throat> honestly sure. i could see joe being basically like sam sam rutherford yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, uh, uh, his name is Samantium. <laughs> his name is Sam for short, for sure. But I just love that his name is Samantium. It's like a yeah. male version of Samantha, yeah. and it's—I don't know—it's just—it's great. It's a cute little detail that they add to the show. You know, fucking future man. Yeah, yeah. Where they don't it doesn't who who needs to genderify a name it's, or whatever. It's a yeah. Joe's Joe's pick is a good solid pick. All right. So, but what's yours? I'm sure yours is the best. Uh, so I have two very different picks that are very, very close to each other. Okay. Um, and I'm going to ask, does it have to be, can it be any Starfleet ship from any time period? Or are we talking like real? Okay. Um, (laughs) might want to work on the time ship Aeon, uh, just because it is like they, Uh They go back in time and fix shit. They go back in time and like fix errors all the time. Yeah. And they're a Starfleet ship. And mm-hmm. they're from like the 29th century. So mm-hmm. uh, that's it's where the doctor's uh, mobile uh, mobile emitter comes from, too. So yep. uh, they, they, they feature in Voyager a lot. Yeah. Because Janeway is always fucking up the time continuum somehow. Is that the one that you. Captain Braxton was on? That is Captain Braxton's <laughs> ship, yes. Janeway! <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I believe actually, like his ship is the Relativity, mm-hmm. but there's also like the Aeon, and so either one of those. But yes, okay. a, a time ship where they have to like fix Janeway's mistakes and Kirk's <laughs> mistakes and Cisco's mistakes. You know, they have to like show up and be like, "Okay, everything's good. All right, All right. temporal prime directive applies, motherfucker." Temporal uh, prime directive. Oh shit! I guess I guess Cisco was Gabriel Bell all along. <laughs> ah, damn it! Uh, I'm sure they had a fun day that day. <laughs> well, he's not supposed to be, but it seems to have worked out. So, Jordan, you don't really have to go anywhere on this one. Just log it and write it down, and maybe just hopefully our superiors ignore that one. What what uh, what changed? Literally, the picture in the history book. Only thing that changed. 
Only thing that changed. All right, well, let's just call that a win. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did Cisco get back to his time period? He did. Okay, Uh, then we're fine. History would have changed. We would have been the first to notice. Why do they They always always say say that? that. They always say (laughs) that. (laughs) Um. So probably the like the timeship relativity. Um, I was gonna say, but I will say my close second. If you had made me stay like closer to normal, is uh, I I might want to be on the discovery. Sure, because yeah. the Discovery seems like a real fun ship to work on, and uh, the captains have all been pretty pretty awesome, even the evil one. Way, so... way better than that NX01 Enterprise. Yeah, way better than that one. <laughs> that piece of shit. Or Prometheus. Ah, there's even, so many good choices. That one couldn't even spin. That's true. Or the Prometheus. That one was cool, too. The Prometheus? But... I don't remember the Prometheus. That's from Voyager. It splits into three parts. It's a tactical warship. Oh. It's, it's a bigger version of the Defiant. So, really? um, and it splits into like three parts, and then it like kicks your ass, and then like recombines. When you get to Voyager, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, but my official answer is the relativity, the timeship relativity. So, it's a good answer, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for it. That's oh, uh, and uh, I would be the guy who like goes back and like fixes things, and then comes back and reports on that shit. <laughs> nice, I believe it. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm just looking for a picture of the Prometheus. Is it like a triangle head? Uh, yes, it's got a triangular Tri- uh, saucer triangular section. saucer. Yeah. Yep. With like four nacelles. Yep. Okay. That's it. Cool. That is a bitchin' looking ship. Yeah, that's a Prometheus with Andy Dick as the medical hologram. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Fucking gross. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? I thought they were. Making Bashir the next medical hologram. No, he, dis- he was uh, disqualified, remember? Oh, that's right, because he was... Because he's genetically uh, engineered, genetically, genetically altered. Yeah. Actually, and I just finished the episode where he meets um, all the genetically enhanced other... All the other genetically enhanced people. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Weird, and they're like, oh, I got this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one like, violent. Ja- uh, Jack. Jack's yeah. the violent one. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, but uh, that's a good question. I like that question, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I feel like next time maybe we could expand it to different um, universes um, or whatever. Sure. But I feel like I felt like we it is important. We needed to stick with Star Trek on this on this one because oh, you can't just go all else. Because if you were to go with everything, what's the best ship to serve on anywhere? You know. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna and be a different choice. A lot of different ships. Absolutely. It, you know, I don't think the Event Horizon is gonna be on my top of the list, but no. you know, it, it's it's an available choice. It's an available choice. I, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I want to go to hell. Uh, spoiler alert! After this, Project uh, the Hail Mary is uh, Project Hail Mary is also on that list. So, also not a ship I'd pick. Oh. at all. Mm. And you'll find out why later. So. Excellent. All right. Well, I look forward to that one. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you uh, for uh, for going through my question there. I thought I thought it was good. Yeah, man. All right. Um, on to the news, though. Yep. And I'm going to leave the news off on this one um, mm-hmm. because uh, we do have some sad news, um, as always. And uh, it is that the berserk mangaka uh, Kentaro Miura um, died. He passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was only 54, and it was heart That's... problems. That's um, awful. And here's here's the thing. It was an aortic dissection, and um, the main big cause of it is being overworked and living unhealthily mm. because he was working so hard on creating the Berserk manga because it was still going. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of mangaka 
Um, I'm gonna shy away from him for just a second. A lot of mangaka live this life where they're just under immense deadline pressures. They're putting out new chapters every week um, in Japan, and uh, they're under these just immense deadline pressures. And Kentaro's death has brought to light just how pressured they get sometimes, and it it rocked the anime community pretty hard when he died, and as a result, Berserk will probably never finish, and if it does, it won't be whatever his original vision is. Because no. um, he had partners that were working on it, but they don't know the whole thing like he does. So Sad. He literally worked it, to death. He did literally work to death. And um, he's not alone. He's not the first one who's done that, and he probably won't be the last, but mm-hmm. it, it was a little bit of a wake-up call. Every, every, one, every time it happens, it's a little bit more of a wake-up call. And reg, you know regulations and things like that get eased, or ten, pressures get eased, and mm. um, it sucks that somebody has to die for those things to ease up every time, um, and for progress to be made. But this one was a big one, and a lot of people were very, very upset. A lot mm-hmm. of people, like every, you know, fans obviously too, but like other artists, other authors, creators, directors, executive producers. I mean, lots of people were just upset. Yeah, understandably um, it was, so. Yeah, yeah. In the anime community, so it was a big thing. Uh, um, so, yes, uh, he passed away, and he will be missed, and um, he started Berserk in 1988, and it was still going. Wow. So, and yeah. it was still good. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, <wow>. like, <laughs> so. if it's, yeah, if it's still going, and they're putting that much pressure for him to get it out every week, yeah, it, have, yeah. it would have to be good still. It would have to have yeah. so many readers. And he worked on other things too. That's not, but this is the thing he's most well known for. So, well, he'll definitely be missed for sure. Indeed, um, and hopefully, hopefully, it's a, it's a, a, you know yet another wake up call of mm-hmm. how hard these guys work mm-hmm. to bring so, you entertainment. Absolutely. So, hopefully, some people can uh, pick if, up Berserk and uh, pay him a little bit of a tribute there. Read, if, read some of his good works. Yeah, and if any any Japanese mangaka, aspiring mangaka, anybody who feels overworked, anybody who feels overworked, just take a step back, man. Take a step back and look at yourself and make sure you're okay, because yeah, it happens. So take take a vacation. Yep. If, uh, if take a day, if, take a vacation. Take yeah. Take a week. Take a month. Take whatever you need. I mean, you know, in the in the case of uh, um, Kentaro here, I'm sure, like, if he had taken a break and taken a vacation and relaxed and, you know, t- taken a bit more time for himself each year, like, they wouldn't have gone th- with Berserk without him. They might have threatened to, like, close it off, but... Deadlines come and go, but... Yeah. People don't, so... Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, they can. No, I meant, Deadlines... like, yeah, they, they can, yeah. but they shouldn't. Deadlines come and go, but deadlines can come and go. Don't let people come and go. Yeah, definitely yeah. take care of yourselves, everyone. Yep. So... Mm-hmm. Sad news, but Sad news. beyond that, uh, uh, we we do have other news to talk about. Yes. Okay. So, well, so we have uh, um, moving on from the sad news. Moving on from um, the sad news. There was an uh, announcement for a Rick and Morty spinoff. Yeah, it's like a short form spinoff. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, real quicker, quick. Yeah, shot. basically the episodes yeah. the episodes are like fifteen. The episodes will probably be like fifteen minutes long, mm-hmm. or they could be as low as five 12. minutes long, twelve minutes long. Yeah, they're they're not full episodes. So, mm-hmm. um, but they're gonna do what? The Vindicators? Uh, yep, yeah, that was the one of them. Vindicators, yep. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Adult Swim is also doing like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Robot Chicken, and something else. Something else that I don't remember. <laughs> um, it might it might be one of their weird shows. <laughs> it is one of their weird shows. Pretty Faces Going to Hell. That's what it is. 
Oh, yes. Oh. That's One of the really weird shows. Um, that's weird. <laughs> but they're doing short forms of all of those. But the biggest thing in my brain was Rick and Morty's Vindicators because that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'll watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, especially if it comes from the creators and the and the writers of the of Rick and Morty, which I think it is. Um, you know, basically, at this, basically, it's just like longer version of interdimensional cable, as far as I can see. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Oh, and it's yeah. So it's an executive produced by Dan Harmon, Justin Roiland, um, Erica Rosby, and Sarah Carbiner or Carbiner, mm-hmm. Carbiner. Yeah, and um, so yeah, all the all the all the names are working on it. Yeah, awesome. I'm happy. Yeah, uh, I, I look forward to it. I'm gonna watch the shit out of it. Speaking of that's things all I got to say about it because we, yeah. yeah but, speaking speaking of sh- things we're gonna watch the shit out of. They're coming down with a new Batman animated series. Ah, yes. And it's from, uh, it's it's directly from Bruce Timm, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves. Mm-hmm. That's the and that's the executive producers of that show. Which, I mean, can can you go wrong with, no. with those three? I don't believe so. Not for this project. Basic, basically, so you got the Batman and the animated se- series clout, Bruce Timm. J.J. Yep. Uh, brings the funds. And uh, Matt Reeves is uh, is you're bringing your heavy hidden Batman as well. Yep. Like, what? It's going to be a great series, right? Yeah, apparently it's going to go back to like the the noir like roots of Batman, and so mm-hmm. it's called the Caped Crusader. Oh, Batman mm-hmm. Caped Crusader. Interesting. So, um, whether it's going to, I don't know where it's going to be set, but it's just going to be kind of like his 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 detective more of his detective stuff and like the mm-hmm. psychology of like how Batman works yeah. and what he does and how he does it kind of thing. And yeah. Yeah. So that, that sounds cool. And honestly, um, they haven't said, but if they get Kevin Conroy to return as the voice of Batman, that will just be like the, the, the cherry on the very top of this already delicious dessert. So. Right. Wholeheartedly agree. For yeah. sure. Joe, did you watch the anime? Joe, series? Yeah. I did. Uh, I mean, when, it was, of it. when it was airing, I, I really liked it. Uh, I don't know that I watched it in order, but I don't think at the time nobody it watched ma- it in order mattered because you know it was very episodic. But I, it was a great, great Batman series. <laughs> did yeah. you ever? Did you okay. need to watch it in order? <laughs> I, well, here's it, the. It matters oh, now, but not so much back then. As it was kind of coming out of my mouth, I was thinking about that, and it's like, it, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. As a kid or as a younger person or whatever, if you were watching it, if you watched that out of order, there'd be some episodes where Bruce Wayne would he'd talk like this and be like, hey, I'm Bruce Wayne. And then like as Batman, he'd be like, I'm Batman. And like later on, they just drop that. And he was always Batman voice. Yeah. <laughs> like for a while, like Bruce Wayne was just hiding his Batman voice by like behind this like nerdy like yeah, I'm Bruce Wayne. Kind I of do voice. like the concept of them needing to have different voice uh, voices. Bruce Wayne yeah, and Batman I, having different voices. I think Christian Bale did was, a pretty good job, despite the fact everyone made fun of him for it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that was Kevin Conroy just doing both of those things, but he was just like, can I just can I just do the Batman voice? And they were like, <laughs> yeah, I think everybody gets it now that nobody realizes Bruce Wayne is Batman, so go for it. <laughs> You're not surprising the fans. They already know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. They already know, so... <laughs> 
wait a minute what superman <laughs> never even did that like he never changed his voice he was just superman like the entire way through and just put on glasses so... he just put the, the glasses on and you know what you, you you laugh at it and you're like that's just no way right there's no way that happens like that but people there's a lot of people that are pretty stupid that's you know, true. and it's like they say, oh, people say oh you put on glasses and you put a hat on that's not like a disguise right like that doesn't work and like they even made fun of it in Ant-Man they're like, they're like, they're like we just look like ourselves at a ball game you know but, yeah. and then in Spider-Man Homecoming I mean Far From Home they put all the villains in the background of like scenes at the beginning of the movie in, sp- yeah. in, a, in a ball cap and <laughs> sunglasses <laughs> and to no one saw them. <laughs> to be fair, none of those none of those guys were well known superheroes. Though but you see Jake Gyllenhaal in the back, though twice. Yes, that's true. With and you, just because, sunglasses and a hat. <laughs> yeah, but I and mean, you, yeah. but if Parker had interacted with him, he would have instantly realized who that was, probably. Well, exactly. But the fact that he's in the background with just the hat with sunglasses and nobody sees and, it. And none of the public is the, notices, the yeah. point. Like, if you're not interacting with that person, an easy way to blend in the background is just to slap on a couple of head accessories that kind of blend you in. You know? Yeah. And people make yep. fun of that, like, oh, this isn't helping. Well, it does yeah, if you stay pe- out of sight. Pe- people make fun of it, and like you said, it works, though, because there's been artists and famous mm-hmm. musicians who, like, go to the subway and play, and, like, they just look like themselves normally and just dress in normal clothes, and people have no idea who they're, like, listening to or seeing. And the reason why Batman has to function at night at all times is because, you know, he does a pretty good job of hiding his identity like that, and people don't don't realize who it is just because just cause the voice or whatever, right? But then also, like, he, he's only at night so that he doesn't get a tan line from his cowl. <laughs> oh yeah, and that would fair. just give it away right away. <laughs> you got I mean, that cowl tan maybe... like right around your mouth, and that's do you it. Think, do you think? Well, I've, I've seen Batman operate in the day. Do you think he puts in like sunscreen? Oh uh, yeah, the, those rare times he works during the daytime. Yeah, sun, thick <laughs> sunscreen, right all mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, high UV protectant. Can't get his yeah. hand down there for all sure. Right. <clears throat> no, they, yeah, I'm excited so, for it. I mean, the original Batman animated series brought us great things like Harley Bat- Quinn. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like, Batman Beyond was amazing as an animated series. I don't think they've gone wrong oh, yeah. with a Batman animated series yet. No, no. Honestly. There were some that I never watched, but I heard they were really good. Like The Batman, I heard it was really good. I never that was watched decent. It. I watched a few of those. Mm-hmm. So that sort of and they, uh, they had the Joker killing joke that was they made animated. And yep, that was good. Yeah, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so I'm excited. I look I forward wait. to it. Yeah, I look mm-hmm. forward to it. Oh, I, I mean, I doubt they'll get Mark Hamill to come back as a Joker. Um... I don't but. know, man. He came back pretty recently for the DC, the Lego DC villi- uh, super villains game. He reprised his like he keeps reprising his role as the Joker. So honestly, I call I call it fifty fifty. Uh, whether it's just whether he feels like it or not. Okay, so well, he, you know, and honestly, if we got the like, full sorry, team, the... I've got Jedi stuff to do today. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, I mean, yeah, he probably he might like he honestly like calls hospitals as Luke Skywalker like all the <laughs> That's time. Cool. That's yeah, cool. it, fuck, he's a good dude. Okay, uh, well, anyway. moving on. I, I, I hope to he, I hope he's in the show, but if not, I understand. Um, moving on. Yep. Speaking of Star Wars uh, business, yes, um, we heard this week um, that Dave Filoni has taken over the executive creative director for Star Wars. Indeed, a lot of people heard this week. Goodbye, so. Kathy Kennedy. Um. So apparently, Lucasfilm did this like a year ago and just didn't tell anybody. So yeah, that's what they we were, were just saying. like. There's, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they did this like a year ago, and they just didn't tell anybody. They were like, yeah, let's not web- update the website. Let's not really just spread it around. Let's not let anybody know. Let's not su- let's not hide it, but let's not bring it to the light. And then they brought it to the light by updating the website, and everybody was like, yeah, because, I mean, it's a good decision. It really Absolutely. is. It was honestly, a good decision. Honestly, I hadn't heard from Kathy Kennedy in a long-ass time. <laughs> and now like, we know why. And now so. we know why. Well, yeah. honestly, I mean, she gave us the sequel trilogy, and she wasn't like, like I'm, I'm not saying that <laughs> I'm not saying that she's okay uh, I'm not saying that she's bad I like she she did a great job given what she was given and doing what she was doing but she I don't think she really I'm not sure she really understood what she had and what to do with it quite in the right way um, Dave that definitely fans, does. that fans would really want and dave filoni really does he really is i can't say that whether kathleen kennedy is a star wars fan or not i don't know sure i think she um, is but i'm sure she is i just uh, she wasn't she didn't speak to me personally and, and i'm not alone in that she didn't speak to a lot of people personally mm-hmm. on what what direction she took the star wars franchise and dave filoni does um, yeah absolutely and i would say that uh um, Dave Filoni um, knows all of the Star Wars content, like both canonized and uncanonized, right? He, I'm, I'm, he's kind of like I, me in that sense. I feel like he's read every book, right? Like yeah. every book that they've ever written. And there's some really great content in those books. There's and there's so some really great many good books. And so, like, this concept of like the Force and, uh, you know, being, you know, just this this thing that can also teach you it doesn't you don't have to necessarily like learn from somebody else how to use it blah 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 and all this stuff like he knows all of those things and he get and he's read all those stories and he knows how to like work those into good cinematic like you know stories and he's he's done it for for so long on uh on clone wars and you know mm-hmm. he, he helped with rebels and now he's mm-hmm. doing bad batch and mandalorian yep. it yeah Basically every Star Wars thing going forward. So good for his him. His hands are in everything, and now we know why. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Which I mean, I, I've been saying for a long time they should put they should put Dave Filoni in charge. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, since um, like the big like I mean, honestly, like I I didn't watch Clone Wars, but like I could always tell that Dave Filoni was doing good work. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that that's you know, it's like that's how prevalent he is. It's like you could you could already see his good work. He knows the content. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm glad. I'm I'm yep. uh, congratulations, late congratulations to you, good sir. For sure. So absolutely. Uh, I do believe we have another piece of Star Wars news. Absolutely. Um, which was probably under his uh, direction. Prob- yeah, he. It's probably his heavy, heavy head to carry this burden. Now he had to uh, cancel off the Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic show. They stopped. Yeah, I'm okay that. with that. I'm okay with it. Yeah, that one we didn't really have another anything other than like the splash page on. Like we had the splash it, like, page, and they were throwing a billion things at us at that time too. They were throwing a billion things at us, and um, so that came. That was a uh, during Investor Day mm-hmm. when Kathleen Kennedy was confirming that they were working on it, and um, they uh, it, it was supposed to involve Cardoon. Ah, so, and so that makes sense because uh, there's been a lot of uh, backlash. Really, all there. I gotta say there. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. So that's probably why they dropped it, and um, I didn't know much about it. I didn't have um, much to go off of to get excited about it. So it's not really a big loss for me. 
Yeah, I mean, it was extra Star Wars content, which, I mean... We're still going to get more Star Wars content, are you kidding me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. So. For the next, like, 50 years, you're not getting away from Star Wars. Nope. <laughs> um, so, you know, we'll always have content for this show. Um, <laughs> Joe, did you have any feelings on the Rangers of the New Republic and all of that? Um, I hadn't really been paying attention to it very closely. That's fair. So, there wasn't really any news on it, other than it's a thing. Now it's not. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just I curious. Just try and watch what's coming out more soon, Lear. Yeah, uh, that's uh, totally fair. Mm-hmm. Ah. Not sure. Totally. All right. All right. Well, moving on. Um, Nintendo, um, as is their want to do, is releasing an updated version of their co- newest console. Yep. Place uh, Nintendo Switch Pro. Everybody's got to do a pro, huh? Everybody's got to do a pro. This one will do 4K. If you got a TV that can do 4K, I, I don't think I can't remember the last time I played my Nintendo Switch on the television. I lived in Japan when I did that. That was the last time I did that. I was living <laughs> I, in Japan. Uh huh. I love playing the Switch on the television, but I I'm gonna be I'm gonna reel. I don't do it much. Uh yeah. I play, I, you know, but then here's the thing. It's not hooked up to my main TV either. It's hooked up to my bedroom TV. Sure. Which I do want to play games on sometimes. So that's why I put it there. But it's sure. like, oftentimes when I'm just going to play it, I just like, you know, Breath of the Wild or something. And, I'll just pick it up and go sit down. And I know for a fact, Joe never, never runs his Nintendo Switch on the TV. He never, never. even plays it on the handheld either. I don't, right? I don't think Nintendo he owns Switch. one. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's yeah. the joke. But maybe I'll get uh, a Switch Pro. <laughs> maybe you'll get a Switch Pro. Maybe you'll get a Switch Pro for your birthday. Who knows? Ooh. Ooh. What games would Joe want for that? Anyway, that's a discussion for later. Um, <coughs> the Nintendo Switch Pro, though. I mean, everybody's yeah. doing a Pro version. Like, there's the PS4 Pro. You know, there was the PS4 Pro uh-huh. and the Xbox, basically, Pro, which was the Xbox mm-hmm. um, One X, I believe. Sure. And uh, I'm sure there'll be an Xbox Series X Pro. I'm sure there will be a PS5 Pro. Yeah. So, PS5 Black Edition or something. Yeah, it'll be. It won't be called Pro. They'll, they'll call it something. So. Um, I will say, I makes me wonder if Breath of the Wild Two is going to be 4K. I would not doubt it. I would be. I would be very much into that. I would. Yeah, no. I would maybe buy a 4K TV to play Breath of the Wild Two in 4K. I I would just buy a Switch Pro. Well, I mean, I'd have to also, and then play and then play it handheld, is what I meant. Well, but the Switch Pro doesn't have a 4K screen, does it? I don't think. I think. I think that it only gets 4K when you bring it to the thing. I think it's like a a 2K screen, effectively, which Mm. is about average for most mobile devices nowadays. Sure. Uh, I don't know if it actually said whether it was 720p uh, can be 720 out of the dock with its improved OLED screen yeah. on the out of the dock. So yes, it's not even 1080p out of the dock. Although once docked, once once docked, once. it seems it'll offer some sort of 4K option. Although it may be upscale, so no one knows. No one knows. <laughs> Is it 4K? We don't know. Maybe. I mean, it seems to be. So. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, uh, until uh-huh. we know more. Until we know more. All right. Well, uh, last, uh, lastly in our news, um, there was uh, HBO Max um, uh, drop uh, a trailer. Hmm? Is this a movie trailer or yes. is it a series? Nope. Movie. Okay. It is a movie. Um, the movie itself 
is um by Steven Soderbergh, the um uh, the a uh, Academy Award winning director Steven Soderbergh. It's got Don Cheadle, it's got uh John Han and Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's just a star studded cast and it from what it seems like um I mean the trailer's kind of it's a it's real like 40 teaser. seconds it long. Yeah, it doesn't give you much. But like from the description of the movie from um all the all that it's it seems like a heist movie of just a, co- like a comedy of errors almost like it's just a bumbling mm. fumbling heist movie. Right? Where it's like yep. where it's it might not be a comedy but it's like a, a heist movie where people are just kind of fucking up all over. <laughs> uh, and so go ahead. I say I'm not into heist movies, but I'm really intrigued by this. Um, I'm so whatever your enthusiasm that you just basically said, I'm actually less than that. While the star-studded cast is cool and seeing Brendan Fraser and Ray Liotta and all that, yeah, it doesn't speak to me yet. I haven't sure. seen enough for it to go watch me. I'm just like right now. I'm looking at going okay. That, I mean, gonna, and that's that's my feeling on it. Not gonna lie, a lot of my um, excitement might be birthed from seeing Brendan Fraser and saying something again. That is most of my excitement it's actually been a for while. that trailer. Yeah, for sure. So, mm-hmm. it's, it's good to see my boy come back. Yeah, he mm-hmm. got booted for stupid reasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, I am really yeah. happy to see him come back too, because um, I just want I just want to say that like, out of every movie, uh, like if I had to be stuck on an island with a movie, it would be Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. You, you've yeah. said that before, I think. I think I have um, said that before. Yeah. I think I actually used that movie too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so. which is which is good. It's a great movie. Brandon Fraser's The Mummy is the best mummy. It really is. Really, and like it's, and I never knew it was a remake until the Tom Cruise one came out, and they were like, actually, it was a remake of the first of one remake. anyway. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, right. It's the and best remake, is what it was. It was the best remake for sure. Absolutely. Mm. Even the sequel, it was good. I mean, uh-huh. right up until Scorpion King. Uh, Scorpion but, King wasn't part of the Mummy. Uh, you're talking about um, the the the, mum, the Mummy Three the, Emperor's, the Dragon Emperor's Tomb or whatever. That movie doesn't exist. That Mummy no, movie doesn't exist. No, Mummy Two ended with them fighting the Scorpion King as a scorpion guy. Oh yeah, that was fine. I mean, it was bad CG, but it was fine. <laughs> exactly. That's why <what laughs> I said was it, it was great. CGI it was it, the it's movie a product great of its time. <laughs> right up until that point, and then it was okay. It was all right. It was passable. We're it's okay. a product of its time. Let me. Uh, I mean, like if they, if somebody like, I'm sure somebody, literally anybody at this point, could probably insert a better CGI Scorpion King into this... that scene, and it would be amazing. No. Come yes. on. Yes. Okay. Even doing better CGI, you still got the rock with like big claws and a big scorpion body. Like it still will look stupid. Okay. I, I don't think so. I, I'm I'm gonna challenge you. On I that. can't help but think it would have been better if he just fought the rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought too. Right? Like the rock is the scorpion king, he comes out as the rock, and it's like, oh shit, you gotta fight that guy. <laughs> not, right? It doesn't look supernatural like, at all. But he is the rock, and you have to fight him. <laughs> Good yeah. luck. All right. Yeah. I'm I'd rather, saying. like, if if the two options were presented to me, I think I would probably rather fight eight-legged pincer arm stinger guy, because, like, at least that guy's, like, you know, you just parry the stinger or whatever, and then, like, chop off his legs or whatever. Um, but, like, <laughs> the rock, it's a nimble mammal that has, you know, grip. <laughs> and formidable opponent there. 
Possibly I'm just, a sword. <laughs> I'm just saying, if they had modern CGI standards in that scene, I don't think it would have been stupid. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it would have changed my opinion of the ridiculousness of it. But right. honestly, I don't think that hurts the movie too much. I still think it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. And then the third movie doesn't exist. Anyway, enough about Brendan Fraser. Um, <laughs> so no sudden move. Uh, the no sudden move thing no, is the- so. Jordan, that was the Scorpion King. That was a spinoff. That was just The Rock only, and that was actually pretty decent. There was no third movie, Jordan. <laughs> okay, so you have to acknowledge it in order to avoid it, Matt. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I do. <laughs> I'm gonna prove that to you one day. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so all right. Uh, well, that's it for the news this week, though. That is it for the news. By the way, we did we have a date? No sudden move. No. Did we have um, a date on no sudden move? I think it was uh, this summer. This summer is it? I, okay. I think it's airing on like in like July or June or something. I don't know. Yeah, I cool. think. Yeah, I think it said come in July. Um, wow, such great news, guys! I think it airs like at this point. I don't know. Well, it's a teaser um, trailer. It's professionals. Fucking <laughs> early. It is. Uh, okay. Uh, premieres at the Tribeca Festival on June eighteenth. Streaming on HBO Max July first. Yeah, there we go. There we go. And that's the news. There you go. Alrighty. So, uh, moving on from the news, we're going to do uh, some reviews this week. Um, and I'm they're review... all very spoilerific. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, not really. The first one isn't spoilerific, but the last two will definitely be. Okay, or, I'm sorry. Will be. Right. Uh, the first one, I'm going to review the first episode of Modoc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, on eight, uh, that's a new series on Hulu. And then uh, we'll be reviewing this week's episode of Bad Batch. And uh, Jordan's going to review Project Hail Mary. Indeed. Unless Joe is also going to review Project Hail Mary, but I am not. I I wasn't planning on it. Okay. I could let Joe try, <laughs> and sure. then I can correct him. That might okay. be fun. <laughs> that might be fun. Yeah, that might be fun. We'll see if we can get actually get Joe talking tonight. All right. So 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 tell us about. <laughs> Tell us about Modoc, sir. Modoc. Uh, Patton Oswald stars as the voice for Modoc. He's also executive producer and one of the writers. I like I like Patton Oswald. He is a hilarious dude, and I will say this show is silly. Okay. Um, All right. It's funny. I don't know if it's something that it like draws me to continue watching it much, right? Mm-hmm. So we we start off with like you know. Modoc, like working for AIM, being the leader of AIM, being kind of a piece of shit uh, to his family and everybody, you know, in the world or whatever, trying to, you know, and he fights Iron Man, like loses, but he ends up getting Iron Man's boot and calls that a victory. He's like, we got his boot, guys! Woo! They throw a party. <laughs> um, uh, and then uh, by the end of like the first episode, his wife leaves him and uh, his. Um, he has, he, I mean, his aim goes out of business or is going out of business because they don't have, they don't have se- any, aren't selling anything. So he ends up having to sell his company to Google effectively. And then Google just changes everything about the company completely, completely and utterly, right? So they're not, they're not making like, you know, deadly tech anymore. You know, they're making products that can be marketable, you know, <laughs> just shit like sure. that. And uh, so, you know, he's mad about you know, all that shit and it's just kind of freaking out. And like they're half an hour episodes. And again, they're funny. Like there's just comedy worked into every little moment. But it's like, it seems kind of, seems kind of a tough slog. 
you know. But again, I, I, I mean, I put it on the background. I wasn't paying a lot of attention to it. I might have thought it was m- more funny if I was, you know, had it, it had my full attention. But again, it was the only thing in my ear. I was looking at, you know, I was working on something on, on the side, but, you know, it was the only thing I was really, like, focusing on and paying attention to right. other than what I was working on. So I don't know. Um, it was good. I, so far, I would give it a three out of five. Um, entertaining, but like, unless that's um, really going to be your thing, I don't. I don't think uh, um, I would necessarily uh, dive into it. Um, I don't know if I would recommend diving into it. Is my point. So that's the three. Not terrible, but I'm not really going to recommend it unless you're like, oh shit, that looks hilarious. I would love that. I understand completely. It actually, from what I've seen, the trailers and all that, it does not speak to me at all. Mm-hmm. And this review did not help. <laughs> oh, that's fine. And that is what it is, right? No, that, and, that totally uh, is what it is. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying this review has confirmed that maybe this is not my thing. Mm-hmm. Well, so. I hope that's uh, helped some other people make the choice to maybe actually do watch it because they thought it was their thing. Um, yeah. But who knows? I think Joe wants to watch it, right? Joe, you want to watch it. Uh, now more than ever after the review. Really? All right. <laughs> See, there you go. Joe's the audience I was looking for in that situation. (laughs) Right on. Well, uh, moving on. That was our uh, spoiler-free review. um, Because it's, you know, really only one episode. and I gave you major plot points, but those actually weren't really the the plot points of the story, if you watch the story. Uh, We are going to spoil this week's Bad Batch episode. So if you um, are not interested in spoilers for that please turn the episode off and come back after you've watched it or just fast forward whichever you'd like to do or say goodbye to us now bye or say goodbye Uh, to us now i appreciate you coming yeah all right so we got spoilers we promise we won't say anything funny while you're away (laughs) no no not at all there's no there's no chance of that happening no all right so spoilers in five four three two one so this episode of Bad Batch was titled Cornered. Uh-huh. And uh, I thought it was a good one. Yeah, it was decent. Um, much more, you know, more world building, more kind of kind of getting in, getting out, and, and letting you know where the Bad Batch uh, Clone Force 99 fits yeah. right now on supplies, on how they're doing, on what they got to do. Yep. So. And uh, uh, a little bit more on, you know, we definitely got to go get Crosshair and get that chip out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a... Uh, he, we didn't see him this episode, though. So no, but they talked nice. about him. The The Batch talked about him. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, and so, and that, we, you know, it's kind of, hey, we're missing our buddy. He should be here. Yeah. We also figured out that Omega is very much wanted. Um, and uh, Fennec Shand has taken up the call. Yep. Oh, that's a thing. Fennec popping in is quite fun. Um, they never said her name, but you knew. You knew who she was. Um, yeah, especially since the uh, the special guest star was the actress Fennec, that plays the actress Fennec, Fennec, Fennec Shand. But yeah, they never said her name the in, on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, but, but, you know, that's, that's part of it. She's used to dealing with clones, I guess. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> It, you know, it's even after all of this, I just like that Boba Fett is like the last of the clones to run amok through the galaxy. Like all of the clones just just went everywhere and just did shit in all corners of the galaxy. And they, you know, are 
are cloned off of a you know a highly skilled guy, right? And that right. highly skilled guy ran amok everywhere because of the millions of clones that were made of him. Yep. <laughs> and Boba Fett's just literally just the last iteration of them. Yeah. Great. No, it was a good episode. I felt like uh, I felt like it was a little bit more of Omega's day out again. Um, kind of a rehash of that. Like she's just excited to be on every planet. She wants to go and like see everything. Um, and it gets like, her in trouble. Uh, <laughs> I feel like per, um, a lot of this Bad Batch season is going to be following the development of Omega. Probably. So I think they're kind of doing Lone Wolf and Cub, but it's like Five I, Wolf and Cub. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think also they're going to show us Omega has enhanced abilities beyond them. Like beyond she them. already, she's already showed that she could pick up the enhanced abilities of Hunter in the um, last episode, episode three. Right, um, and she also shot. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like was like a quick shot like ex- on that. Yeah, like kind of like crosshair. Like crosshair would be. Yeah. yeah. So she's, um, she's got to be, you know, cloned with the idea in mind that she can do, you know, basically Anything. what all of them can do almost. Yeah. Um, and whether or not, you know, okay, maybe wreckers, maybe wrecker too. Maybe she's super uh, strong, but in a I, tiny. Bit. I I do have to wonder though if again if they're going going to go for that force sensitive clone thing. So that too, I mean, that's the other thing that she that she might also have not only all those abilities, but she also might be force sensitive as well. Yeah, um, I, I I gotta say, by the way, in this episode, I do like that they uh, that uh, Hunter sold Echo as a droid. <laughs> hey, Echo's like four thousand at least. Come on, four thousand, and he's like three thousand, and Hunter's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then and then when Echo walked out, he's like, hey, you, you got a deal paid for me. <laughs> you got a deal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. You got a deal. Off. <laughs> I'm gonna return your droids, maybe. <laughs> maybe yeah. he did though. He let him he go did. back. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, what's with the little? <laughs> what was with the little astromech with arms and legs? That was weird. That, that was that little. That was that, uncanny valley astromech. <laughs> that that droid was like uh like a dwarf version of Robbie the robot. Quite honestly, <laughs> it really and was. I, yeah, and I was just like, what is going on with that guy? But all right. Uh, that's it's almost as uncanny valley as the um, astromech droid with the really long legs and arms that was like the gondola guy in Mandalorian that was like sw- um, yeah that moving the weird. boat moving the boat down the lava river or whatever oh yeah yeah I like how Star Wars is getting real weird with those astromechs man tall R T D two tall R T D two and now we had really short R T D two short yeah, stubby R T D two stubby R T D two with limbs though with limbs. So, short, stubby limbs. But hey, they got the ship fixed, so I mean, good on them. Um, it was a good episode. I liked it. It, it was, uh, it was, and you know, we're like you said, we're getting a lot of setup this season because mm-hmm. that's what they have to do. So, which makes me hopeful that this this series is going to run for a while. Yeah, so. me too. It, it looks really good. It's been a lot of fun so far. I'm, I'm really hoping um, that uh, they keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, what do you think? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I, I'm kind of waiting for Omega to be a bit more useful and not so Fair. much of a liability to them. But <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. It'll happen. It it'll happen. So yeah, good episode. Good episode. I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to next week's. Um, each Friday now, I'm like, yay! Keep up the good work, Dave. Yeah, um, Dave, you're the man. So, next on the docket, we have 
uh, I will give out some information on this. We have a book called Project Hail Mary yes. by Andy Weir, the same guy who wrote The Martian. Yes. Um, and Joe, please give us a TLDR synopsis of this uh, according to you, please. <laughs> what do you think Project Hail Mary is about? Good well, stuff? at first I thought it was a movie, so there's that. <laughs> there's that. Well, it's a book, sir. That's why I mentioned it's a book. <laughs> They're making a movie out of it, though. They're already in talks to, like, make a movie. Of course they are. So. Uh, yes. So. Project Hail Mary is a movie about a book. Uh-huh. It's about a guy who was in space. Uh-huh. Doing space oh, yeah, stuff. I mentioned Spaceship. <laughs> I mentioned Spaceship. That's true. Okay. And it's the last right. chance. Guy, so he's sci-fi. All right. I'll, take, I'll let Joe off the hook. Um... <laughs> Project Hail Mary is. Uh, I'm. Let me let me break this down. It's essentially about a guy who wakes up on a ship and his two other crewmates are dead. Sure. Um, and he's in another solar system on this Earth-built ship, and he's just like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" Stellar, stellar system. Stellar system. Thanks, Matt. I know. Thank you. <laughs> I soul solar system is our system, but you know what I mean. You know what I meant. Um. <laughs> <laughs> my turn to get corrected now uh so in another solar system and no, i'm just kidding um he's in another planetary system and uh he's trying to remember who he is what's going on um he's got like robot things that have robot arms that have been telling them that he's been in a coma for essentially four years nice <laughs> and they've been taking care of him um and he starts to remember kind of bits and pieces of like who he is and how he got there and it turns out that the sun was dimming in our solar system in the solar system and um if it kept dimming at the rate that it was dimming it would uh earth uh life on earth would be chaotically affected an extinction level event within about 30 years because it would get too cold. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they figured out that it was this little bacteria, or I'm sorry, little like single-celled organism of some sort that is eating the sunlight, essentially. Um, and it goes back and forth between Venus and the sun, and it eats the sunlight, and then it comes back and it breeds, and it goes back and it eats more sunlight, and it's basically sucking the energy out of the sun. There's a whole bunch of scientific talk behind that, but it would take too long to explain, so that's what they're doing. Um... And they figure out that, oh, these things are, you know, coming from all over. All these other stars are dimming. We just never really noticed. Except this star. This star's in the middle of everything, so it's not dimming. So we so we got to go there and figure out why. Sure. And if we can figure out why and solve our own problem, great. Um, and it takes about 12 years to get there, but four years for him because of relativity and E equals MC squared and all that. Um, and, uh, he wakes up and he's just like, I don't know how I can figure this out. My crewmates are dead. Um, one of them was really important for this stuff. And I'm the, he's the science scientist though. Also, if I might interject, they got yes. 30 years and he's spending 12 to get there. That's not a lot of buffer to, <laughs> it's to not. implement he's got, to get back. And it's a one way trip, by the way, because, uh, they oh. figure out how to breed these little organisms and use them as fuel. So that's what they did. They paved over the Sahara Desert to make these things breed. Um, don't don't ask. So, uh, but 
he's got little probes, four little backup probes that basically, if he figures it out, he sends them, and they go way faster than he ever could because there's no people on them, and they get there quick. And so, they, like, if he finds the answer, Earth can get it sooner than twelve years. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. fair. But he doesn't remember that it's a one-way trip, and when he figures that out, he's like, "Oh fuck, this is a, this was a suicide mission. It's go out here, figure it out, and then die." And um, and then die <laughs> and die. Um, so he's trying to figure it out, and he's doing some science things, and it's kind of cool because the ship has a, a, a becomes a centrifuge. Uh, it like detaches and becomes a centrifuge, so all the uh, gravity based science uh, scientific instruments work. So that's cool. They do address spin. that. Yeah, make it spin. He runs into an alien ship though, who uh, long story short lost all of its crew except for one guy, and that guy was sent from his solar system to figure out why the fuck their sun is dimming and how to fix it. And he meets up with this oh, no. life form that is like, I'm all alone. And they figure he speaks in musical tones and they start working on like translation. And throughout the whole book, he's discovering new words and he's, he's got conversations with this guy, but that guy lives in a, uh, an environment that's 29 times uh, more dense and heavy and hot than any earthling. Like if he walks in there, he'd be crushed and killed and boiled all at once. In, in that guy's environment. So, oh, well. <laughs> so they have to work together to solve the problem. And they mm-hmm. do. Um, they eventually do solve the problem. And he's like, okay, great. You go back to your system, and I'll go back to my system. Because that guy brought enough fuel to go there and back times oh, yeah. two. Oh, so nice. he gave the other guy fuel. Uh, he gave our guy fuel. And um, they're on their way back, and he realizes that the alien has a problem because um, the new bacteria that they find a bacteria that uh, I'm sorry they find another organism that eats the sun dimming organism. So they're like, okay, great, we figured it out. We take it back. We release these guys. They kill all the back, uh, kill all the organisms. We're good. Yep. And um, they, but when they get out, they just kill all the organisms in the fuel tank, and they get out on our guy's ship, and he contains them before he loses his fuel. Okay. But the alien does lose all his fuel, and so he's like, okay. And he sends the probes back to Earth with the mm-hmm. solution. Yeah. Um, and then he turns around and he goes and rescues his, his friend. Uh, yeah. And he gets there and he goes, okay, I'm going to give you all the fuel from my ship, and you just take me to your planet. And then the guy's like, okay, uh, I will take you to my planet, and then we'll send you back. And yeah. the book ends with he's on their planet. They built a specific environment for him. Oh, and he gave this guy like a laptop. Before he... Yeah, basically. <laughs> but they build like a big environment for him, and he just ends up living there for the rest of his life because he's uh, he realizes it's been seventy years on Earth with all the trips that he's taken and all that, sure. and it's yeah. you know he'd be long considered dead by now. Yeah. And so he just introduces human culture to their culture, and he teaches their young, uh, their their children, and he. You know, through like this xenon glass or whatever it is, and yeah. uh, it's it's a really neat book. I'm not doing it justice, but it's really good. And if you liked The Martian and mm-hmm. uh, a, a guy sciencing the shit out of things, that's exactly yeah. what this book is. Hell yeah, sounds so, like a good one. Yeah, it's a really really good one. Um, nice. it it was a phenomenal read, and I can't wait for it to be a movie. Yeah, actually, I'm looking forward to reading it and watching the movie for sure. Yeah, it sounds so. really good. Yeah. Definitely on my list for sure. Joe? Project Hail think? Mary by Andy Weir. That's think you're gonna pick way it up? different than the, what I was guessing. <laughs> yeah, way different than what Joe was, whatever Joe was thinking. 
So. That's why Joe was wrong. Uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I would not want to serve on that ship. So. No, yeah, not that one for sure. Although, I mean... I'm not like smart enough to a... science the shit out of anything, dude. <laughs> sounds like they gave him a pretty good life, but, like, you know, on that planet, though, too. Yeah, yeah. But, like... They even made him food he could eat and stuff. It was great. Because all their food has, like, heavy metals in it and would kill people, kill humans. Right. Because, like, the alien tried to share it through, like, they have a little airlock system, and, like, he built yeah. tunnels in the guy's ship so that he could move around the other guy's ship. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, he's got, like, habitrails through the guy's ship. And, like, because he can't interact with the guy's atmosphere or else he dies. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, because it's the same, like, they can't interact with each other's atmospheres or they super die. Yeah. So, uh, but, like... Which is, yeah, which is how it would be, might likely be, actually, you know, like, yeah. other and, atmospheres might support life, but they might be vastly different from our own. Uh, a neat thing to note is, like, uh, the, the, there's, like, uh, the reason the guy survived the coma and his other guys, the other people didn't is because medical problems came up that the robot, the computer robot arms couldn't handle. And the reason that the other alien was alone is because they evolved in such a way that they live on this planet where radiation is not a problem because, or like stellar radiation is not a problem because their atmosphere is so thick. So they mm -hmm. didn't account for that when they launched their ship. But this guy worked in the reactor and worked down in the, near the core and was shielded by the organisms that were in the fuel tanks because mm -hmm. they blocked all the radiation, but all the rest of the crew died. And so once the scientists, uh, our Earth scientists, figured it out, and he was just like, yeah, that's why you lived. And the other guy mm -hmm. was like, ah, you have plenty to teach us about that then. <laughs> so it's really good. It's a really good book. Solar radiation. Yeah. Stellar like radiation. Cosmic, cosmic background cosmic. radiation and stellar yeah. radiation and all that yeah. jazz. Yeah. Nice atmosphere to keep you protected from that, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, yeah. You also good book. need to guard good book. yourself from that when you leave the atmosphere. Indeed. Unless you don't have eyes and you like basically see with sound, which is what those aliens do. So, oh, that's neat. Yeah. Uh, how, okay. Sound doesn't travel through space. How did they know about going to that that stellar system? They had scientific instruments. That, so the, the aliens very much like, I am not a scientist. I fix things. I'm an engineer. I have no idea how any of that works. I just know it does. And we had really smart guys back on our planet that uh, invented some of this stuff. Sure. So, okay. Yeah, but basically, their computers can interpret uh, like visual or whatever it sees out there and translate sure. it into sound for them, so they can. It, it it's explained in the book, but okay. the point yeah. is they had instrumentation and science, scientific instrumentation. But the alien, it's funny because when like the guy's like, "I want to know how that works," the guy, the alien's like, "I have no idea. I'm just a guy who fixes things, man." Neat. Um, so but that makes sense, though, if like if you have no sight, like you don't take any kind of radiation into account because, you know, nope. light is a radiation. Right. Yeah. So it's one that you would see. And then but like you're not since they don't see then yeah. they're not thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's neat. Yeah. No, it's, it's really good. Yeah, sounds That's my good. review. Well, sounds good. I've got to pick it up for sure. Thank you for giving us that review. That's that closes us up for the week. Indeed. Mm hmm. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for uh, coming out and chatting with us, guys. Always. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I always enjoy it every week. Um, anybody who uh, decided to click that play button and listen to us uh, chit-chat amongst each other, I uh, appreciate you more than you know. Um, it's always fun to do that for you guys. Um, if you feel like uh, talking at us and uh, letting us know what you think, uh, we do have a Twitter. It's at Joe's Here, We Swear. Um, and uh, if you uh, wanted to email us, it's Joe's Here, We Swear at gmail.com. Right. 
Yeah, it's pretty easy. Uh, we are uh, sluts for shout-outs. They're free right now, so uh, just uh, get at us, and we'll give you a shout-out for sure. Top of the hour, end of the show, I don't care. I Whatever will you really next... request it. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, the first one, we can get weird with it. I don't care. Whatever you guys <laughs> have sad news, shout-out, please. Uh, yeah. Next time you guys have sad news, do a shout-out, please. Shout out don't to do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it, but please don't. Uh... Well, we got sad news this week. This great person that I loved a lot died. Shout out to Timmy42. Um... <laughs> uh... All, right. All right. On that note, it's been fun, guys. Thank you so much for coming out. Yeah, man. All right. My name's Matt. And I'm Jordan. And Joe's here. We swear. We swear.